1: Canceled too soon, the podcast where we review television series that lasted only one season or less. This is our big
0: season finale. Which means at the end of the episode, one of us will die. And is then it, and then we'll be brought back by the end of the episode. Okay. Yeah,
1: we only we, we don't really have like a casting
0: budget. They they did that crap on Star Trek all the time. I know. Like, in the next episode, one of the main characters will die. Yeah, but then they'll, like, go to another dimension, or there's an episode about an alien. Like, how many of them actually, like, Tashi Yar stayed dead for a while, and they brought back another version of her. Which was one of the cleverest writing conceits, I think. But, this is our season finale. Ah! It's Sweeps Week, so we're Ah. wearing bikinis, (laughs) and uh, we're gonna be selling product real hard. nothing but
1: fan service. We're gonna gonna fight to the death uh in bikinis, and uh, we're also going to be sharing a delicious bean salad recipe. <laughs> That's what the kids like these days, right?
0: Brought to you by stofers. Ooh. <laughs> we're Beatrice. <laughs>
1: Uh, before we get going...
0: Well, first of all, let's introduce ourselves.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, before we get going, my name is William Bibiani. I'm a film critic for outlets like The Wrap and IGN and Bloody Disgusting. Everybody calls me Bibs.
0: My name is Whitney Seibold. I write for IGN and criticallyacclaimed.net and also film and fishnets. Nicely done, sir. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we talk about this week's
1: shows, because it's actually two attempts to make this show work... It's mm-hmm. not just one. They tried twice, and they failed so both it's, times. It's,
0: it's a, a twofer,
1: Yeah, with a little double pilot. But before we get going, we want to remind everybody that our next episode of Cancel Too Soon is our big awards episode. We're going to talk about a lot of the shows they reviewed over the course of last year. We're going to be highlighting the best, the worst, the craziest, mm. and we want you to be a part of it. That's why we're going to have on our Patreon an opportunity... For every one of our Patreon subscribers, at any tier, even if you only uh, pay a dollar a month, Mm. you get to vote for your favorite episode of Cancelled Too Soon. We'll announce the winner of that poll on the episode, and we will also announce on Patreon four winners chosen from the people who voted. Now, those winners will be chosen at random. We'll do it on video. You can see it. We might even let Luca do it. (laughs) Luca's my cat. But would, would we get him on camera or just have him pick? Let's try to get him on camera. let what so we can camera. do. Uh, but uh, we're going to put all the names in a hat, and four winners are going to win four prizes. And those prizes are, just so you know, That is so one, you're one, one
0: prize apiece. Yes. Not four prizes for each winner. I wish. Uh,
1: no. Four prizes are one mm-hmm. person is going to win the opportunity to pick a future episode of Canceled Too Soon. Some stipulations apply, can't be something we've done before, has to be something we're able to find, and has to fit our rules of one season or less. Other, that's, than, that, that's pretty much it, yeah. other than that, go nuts. We'll do anything you want. Mm. Uh, another winner, will get to pick a future episode of The Two Shot. The Two Shot is another one of our podcasts in which we review one of the best movies ever made and one of the worst movies ever made every single week. You can pick any movie you want, good or bad, and we will pick the double feature for it. Mm. You'll get to pick that. If you yeah, win that I, prize.
0: If you want to abide by the rules, you pick one of the best or the worst movies in your estimation. But th- really, but we're not going to hold you to that. You can yeah, actually pick anything. You literally
1: like. anything you want that time. It's mm. totally fine. Um, another winner will get to pick a future list that we will present on our other podcast, Critically Acclaimed. That can be a list of the best. Best werewolf biker movies ever made. Whatever you want it to be. As long as we haven't done it before and as long as it's something we're either familiar with or can familiarize ourselves with in a reasonable amount of time, yeah. we will do it. And then lastly, the uh, the last winner, we'll get to pick an episode of our Patreon-exclusive podcast, the Cancel Too Soon monthly movie. You can force us to watch a TV movie, miniseries, special, any sort of pop culture TV ephemera. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like an ongoing series and that wasn't a cancel too soon show. Uh, so those winners will be announced on Patreon. And again, it is only for Patreon subscribers. However, we will be changing our tiers a bit in the coming weeks. And one of the tiers will be a $1 tier in which you do get to vote for all of our polls. Mm-hmm. We want to encourage as many people to join in as they can because we understand money is tight. But we feel there's got to be something out there for people who can only afford a dollar a month. Yeah, yeah. So you can join up. You'll get something for your trouble and we thank you for it. Now, moving on to one of the dumbest things we've ever done,
0: (laughs) which is saying (laughs) something! And and you ain't lying. Now, Uh. we've we've complained about sort of the animation world of Hanna-Barbera before and how it was all weird ideas. That, even then, that was not the nadir of children's entertainment because we lived through that, you and I. The 1980s were a dark time. Yes, they were. Because a lot of film studios had uh, become sort of a little bit more commercially bound by toy mandates. It was discovered that toys were a big seller. They always have been. Mm -hmm. But a certain kind of uh, commercialized toy product for kids was getting a lot of traction in having tie-in uh, animated shows at the same time. I think He-Man and the Masters of the Universe might have been sort of like the first big one in this regard. It was the one that really broke everything out. Yeah. He-Man was
1: sort of just, it was a toy first and a show second, mm-hmm. and it worked. And it really worked,
0: because kids huge. were watching the show and buying the toys and making a lot of, and studios were making a lot of money from both. Transformers was conceived as a toy slash cartoon simultaneously. And this meant that Kids could get really involved in, like, a lot of cross-market stuff. But kids shouldn't be involved in cross-market stuff. They should watch shows they enjoy. They should maybe get enriched by the shows they enjoy. There would be nice. Enrichment was gone. In fact, there were, like, a lot of government mandates to try to, like, sneak some educational content back into the shows, which is why at the end of Human and the Masters of the Universe, they were like, and be sure to throw... Baking soda on a grease fire, kids. You know, they were like, be sure to never jump your bike over felled power lines. Like, they tried to throw some sort of actual educational content in by some sort of government mandate. But the rest of the show was completely empty. And it was all based on toy products. This lasted for a decade. M- um, most of them, I think, it kept going a little longer after that. Uh, it yeah, was pre- really predominant. In the it 80s. was incredibly predominant, especially in the mid 1980s, and to this
1: day, there are a lot of kids' shows that live or die not based on the ratings that they get, mm. by how well, but by how well they move toys. Case in point, another show I want to cover at some point, mm. Green Lantern: The Animated Series, was a very popular, very well respected animated series. People really liked it. It was the Green Lantern, what Batman: The Animated Series was to Batman, just mm. really distilled everything and it was, down it and the, really it was
0: the Bruce Timm team, right? Um, I want to say was, some of them it was were involved. the same, the same animation was, crew. But
1: yeah, yeah, but it was, it was uh, CG animated. I, I don't mm. know the people in front of me. It wasn't all of them. Mm. That's for sure. Uh, but anyway, the show was popular. Mm. But because the movie tanked, the action figures weren't flying off the shelves. So even though the show worked, it wasn't selling toys. Therefore, it was deemed not a failure as a show,
0: but a failure as an advertisement. Therefore, it was worthless mm. yeah. and it was gone, even though it was great. And we we talked a little bit about this with uh, Salmon Max Freelance Police. It was really popular with college kids, but college kids aren't watching the ads on Saturday morning and running out and buying you know, breakfast cereals and and braid your own Barbie head toys.
1: Yeah. Nowadays, that would have gone on like something like Adult Swim, but mm. at the time, there really didn't wasn't the market for that. So yeah, these these things were just sort
0: of doomed to fail. Mm. They were interesting failures, but they failed. Okay. But uh, in into this miasma came the mad balls. Now mad balls were a toy product that debuted in 1985 and kids loved them. They were fun. Now mad balls were basically nerf they They're a little, were like, they were kind of spongy. Um the, the original versions were a little too hard. Yeah, and they, they were, then they ended up the repackaging was, them as a little softer. The, but the yeah. idea
1: with Mad Balls originally, I remember I had some of the original ones. It was more like a softball, but it was still nerfy. Mm. And um and the idea was you could hit it with a baseball bat and you could you mm. could actually play with it. But you know, they had monster faces on like, them. And yeah. the monster faces weren't just painted on, they were sculpted on. Mm. So that they were kind of fun and they were like little monsters, and they were like commercials of so like people like hiding them in a bowl of fruits and momsies, um, and it goes, ah!
0: and they came during this I, I feel this was like the first wave of the gross toy like gross toys no, were Garbage Pail Kids well Garbage, those, ba- garbage Pail Kids was 85 so it was around this time
1: no 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 like the uh, the really the planet no no I'm sorry uh, Mars Attacks
0: Oh, well, yeah. Mars are playing cards, but that was
1: was the same market.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the notion that there is a market for little kids who like really sick shit uh, (laughs) started to, you know, there were like watches, but it's like a vomiting frog. Make your own barf slime. You know, that sort of thing was really taking the market by storm. And Madballs, I think, brought it to the fore in a big way. And so, yeah, these were, not like there was a, a mummy, a skull, but there was also like an eyeball. There was one, uh, th- one of the mad balls was called slobulous and it was just drooling and had snot dripping down its face. One of its eyeballs was hanging out. It was revolting no, it was gross. and kids loved it. You know, it was pu- fun. pustules were a good selling point at one point. And, uh, <laughs> And they were su- such a big hit toy, and I don't think there was any plan beyond just the toy.
1: Uh, no, they were they, created... They released
0: eight, and then there was a second
1: wave where they released eight more. They were created by mm-hmm. uh, uh, Amtoy, which was a subsidiary of American Greetings. American Greetings, they did greeting cards, but they were also responsible for stuff like, I think, Rainbow Bright and Care Bears. Mm. Uh, they, were, they were in the business of creating, like cartoon characters who could sell multiple products. Yeah. Like, you could put them on those little Valentine's cards you give out at, like, you know, at school. You know, that kind Mm. of thing. That was the business. And Mad Balls was honestly... There wasn't anything like it on the market. No one was really playing around. No one had reinvented the ball. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, in a while. Like, Nerf did it. But, like, that was it. Like, that was... But even then, they were just doing balls. They were just made of Nerf. This was actually an interesting new premise. And they were fun. I had some Mad Balls. I had, um... Oh, which ones did I have? I knew someone who had horn head, but I didn't have horn oh, head. I, I
0: had most of
1: them. I was um, really into those things because
0: the baseball was screaming "Mimi."
1: Yep, I had. Uh, I think I had slobulus. Okay, and oculus orbis, which
0: was the eyeball. I think everybody wanted the eyeball.
1: Eyeball was a good one. I think even, I got, out, and outside
0: I'm, of the context of Madballs, you just have an eyeball, and that's pretty great.
1: Also, I th- think I had skull face. Okay. I want to say I had skullface. Yeah,
0: skullface. I, I which had Skullface. skull
1: face. Yeah, I had, <laughs> that, I had, was, I had that was what it says well. on the team. I never got
0: Dust Brain, which was the mummy. I did have Hornhead.
1: Mm. I never got Hornhead was the uh, was the Cyclops who looked just like the Ray Harryhausen Cyclops. Yeah. yeah. To the extent that I'm surprised it didn't sue. <laughs> it looks exactly like it. Was, it was it. it
0: was designed to look like it. Yeah. There's wolf breath, the Wolfman, that had like blood coming off its teeth. There, there was, was a Frankenstein-type one called Arrgh. Just Arg, and it was missing an eye. Like that was its big deck yeah uh, i like the second uh, wave a little bit better because they w- got a little stranger yeah we had a snake bait mm. and a freaky fullback splitting headache was the most disturbing because it was missing the flesh off of half of its head yeah it was weird a <laughs> uh, wolf breath which is a werewolf mm. uh, who it turns out is the
1: bad guy as we see in one of the cartoons uh fist face which is a severed hand with holding an eyeball which was basically like a kind of a cooler version of oculus mm. orbis I actually wanted that one more. Uh, <laughs> I had fist face. Nice. Um, so we, had, we had fighting cats. And then we had super mad balls, which were larger size balls. So there was a you soccer got, ball. and uh, It was you, called goal eater. That yeah. one had big pointy teeth. There was foul shot, which was a basketball, which had like a face with the worms crawling out of it. And then there was touchdown terror. Uh, which had like a
0: creepy fins or something. I don't. Remember it was like a, well. it looked like a shark. Um, yeah, you couldn't play sports with them. They were as big as basketballs and soccer balls, but they were made out of like a like a softer, spongier mm. rubber that and, you couldn't inflate to enough hardness to play ball with.
1: And even if you could, those faces bulged. So if they landed on the face, they just. Not bounce and just roll around, yeah. yeah Which yeah. was kind of the point. They were supposed to be like rebellious balls.
0: <laughs> they were mad. Balls. We're not gonna. We're not gonna play your stupid human sports. But they were not fun to play with. Those mm. bigger ones. Not um, not not as not as balls anyway. And, and yeah. here's the thing with Mad Balls. There's not much to that concept. They didn't have a world. They didn't mm-hmm. have characters. They were just freaky monster faces that you could throw around. You'd come up with new monster faces every year or so, and you got a yeah, good just reselling a, a market. collectible. Yeah, you know, turn them into a collectible. That's all you need. They're fun. They tried to make an animated series out And of I understand this the temptation. How could they not try? Three times. Three? We only saw the two. The, the second... The third one lasted two seasons, so we can't talk about that. Oh, one. okay. That's it. But in the 80s, they tried twice... Yes, they did. ...to turn this into a series. And the problem with having... Oh, and, you know, there was also a comic book series at one point. So oh, actually yeah, I actually did. had
1: the comic book series. And
0: the comic book series... I think it only lasted, like, six issues. It was mm-hmm. nothing. But, um... They actually tried to give a premise to the Mad Balls, which made a, a little bit of sense in a comic book way, mm-hmm. in that a mad scientist had access to nuclear waste. Nuclear waste was a really pervasive throughout 80s cartoon shows. I mean, it was the, nu- the Ninja Turtles, for goodness mm-hmm. sake, the Toxic Avenger. There was nuclear waste around that mutated people into superpowered beings.
1: Yeah. We've cooked the wrong lessons from Love Canal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but a mad scientist and a, a sniveling sidekick had access to nuclear waste. Dumped a bunch of baseballs into it, and the mad balls emerged, and they were troublemaking agents of chaos. They floated around. Uh-huh.
1: Fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't care. You got to you got to com- them somehow. You got to explain why they are out uh-huh. there, and then we don't care. Yeah, <laughs> there just has to be some explanation, and then we're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the animated series overtook really different tactics. Now we're gonna play a clip from the second one, which. Mm-hmm. Isn't plot centric. However, I think it will give you an idea of the kind of tone that they're going yeah, for. Yes. This is a this is a gross, fun show for kids. They understand Something that kids kind of like subversive gross
0: and boogery. Yeah,
1: exactly. And they're two very different shows. But we're going to play this clip, and this will give you like some idea of the tone we're talking about here. So here is a clip from Mad Balls, gross jokes. Warning. The following program contains scenes which may offend some viewers. Others may experience mild discomfort, nagging backache, post-nasal drip, and delirium, followed by rapid heartbeat, swelling of the nose, throat, and abdomen, and loss of facial hair. Repeated viewing of this tape may result in the loss of one's bodily functions, redistribution of facial features, premature baldness, and a difficulty in forming simple sentences. So, if you're seriously considering a rewarding, challenging career as a lawn ornament, this is the show for you. Five! Four! Three!
0: Two! One! Yeah! All right. Um, That little intro, I think, is the funniest thing the Madballs ever did. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that that made me... Snarf a little bit. I don't think tiny, I ever... I don't tiny, think I, snar- I think bit. I
1: appreciated what yeah. they were going for in that one, mm-hmm. but let's talk about the first attempt.
0: Yeah. So the first attempt was
1: Mad Balls, and uh, it was officially released on video, from High Tops Video, which did a lot of, like, kid-centric mm-hmm. programming. A um, pilot didn't get picked up. It was released on video. It was called Escape from Orb, which is the title of the pilot.
0: And the, the premise is the Mad Balls are not balls, but spheroid... Beings with bodies like in the Emoji Movie. Like they have spindly limbs that they can walk around on.
1: And they retract constantly so mm. they can bounce around. It's never mm. really important or explained. I think they just realized it's easier to animate and do stories with these creatures
0: if they have hands. So yeah. they just decided occasionally they'll have hands and occasionally they won't. And we won't give a crap. In in the comics, they had Fist Face. It was a fist. So they had a hand. Yeah. And Fistface did all of the heavy lifting. Otherwise, they were just floating spheres. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, but now, but by giving them limbs, you make them look stupid. They look like Pac-Man. They yeah. look like an animated version of Pac-Man. Which, by the way, you should never ever evoke the
1: animated version of Pac-Man. That was one of the crappiest things ever. <laughs> and I'm talking like it's not quite Rubik the Amazing Cube bad. It's but down it was there, I think yeah. it was on the same block of programming, so it's right around there. Uh, but yeah, they just they look stupid. They look terrible. And the plot is this: they're from an alien planet. Called called orb, orb, which I which I immediately took note of because I think it's interesting. Maybe it's because they're spherical creatures that they assumed their planet was round Mm -hmm. before they could actually go out in space and find out. Okay, I just think it's kind of interesting
0: that they named the planet orb. They they assumed the planet was 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 an orb. Okay.
1: They're ahead, of, they're ahead of the curve. Fine. Because they're all curves. They're, they're, they're balls. They're
0: far more evolved because they also have you know, space travel and They other, do have space travel. They do. So,
1: like, who are we to judge? Um, and when we pick up, it turns out that orb, which was previously home to the most relaxed and groovy uh, uh, alien species in the galaxy, has been taken over by the evil bad ball, mm. Wolf Breath. And Wolf Breath has... In, in, uh, has installed a fascist regime Full of bad balls Who wear Nazi paraphernalia Except instead of the swastika It's just an X mm-hmm. But it's clear that's what they're evoking Also he has enslaved all the mad balls And so they have to build Pyramids mm-hmm. Worshipping Wolf Breath So, so already
0: So Wolf Breath is Pharaoh Wolf Breath is Wolf bre- breath? breath Wolf Breath <laughs> It is Wharf man, It is Is, it is, Worf, man, is
1: Hitler Pharaoh.
0: Yes, he's Hitler
1: and Pharaoh. And they're also adopting, I realized the movie Swing Kids hadn't come out yet, but it's also <laughs> kind of Swing Kids. If you don't remember the movie Swing Kids, mm. it was about a bunch of teenagers in Nazi Germany who wanted to go swing dancing, but the tide was shifting against anything relaxed and groovy. Mm. So they were like, oh, we're going to swing until we can't do anything. And I remember watching it with my parents, and my parents like, Rejecting the movie, it's like if you disagree with Nazis, fight the Nazis. Don't swing until
0: they arrest you, you morons. Swing Kids is quite bad. It's fondly remembered and it's an enjoyable watch. It's a good slumber party movie and it sucks. Uh, <laughs> the, at the scene at the end where one of the characters says "Swing Heil, fuck you." <laughs> where, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, one of the characters oh my who like God. who had sold out to protect himself and joined the Nazi regime, and one of his friends was being carted off for swing dancing. is like, "Hey, buddy, man." I know you're going away, but Swing Heil. It's like, oh, shut up. Oh. That is like the worst possible thing you could have said. Swing Heil. Should we rediscover Swing Kids? No. Leave it in the dust. We don't want to meet Joe Black this. We don't want to have people like rediscovering. (laughs) We don't need think pieces on Swing Kids. Oh, my God. So, anyway, uh, so,
1: but like in Orb, after Wolf Breath has taken over. Like, mm. music has been outlawed as well. And when Genoa, the Madballs, as we know them, and it's and it's the main characters, it's Screaming mm. Mimi, it's Hornhead, it's uh, Skullface, Dustbrain, and Freakella and Oculus Orbis. Well,
0: Freakiela is a new character created for the cartoon. I thought that she, looked she, like she was Fre- yeah. who uh, over the course of the show ended up doing up her hair like the Bride of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. so that was her monster. Uh, she's vo- voiced by the resplendent Cree Summer, who played Elmira on uh, on Tiny Tune Adventures and a thousand things besides. One of
1: the great voice
0: actors yeah, she, of her generation. She, uh, yeah, she has has been in everything. She has a wonderful voice. She has a great singing voice. She does. And uh, she, yeah, she, she's the lead singer of their mm, band. She's and kind of the leader of the group too. Kind
1: of. Uh, it's her. It's her and Screaming Mimi. Those mm. are the two that are. Screaming Mimi's is the baseball.
0: Yeah. And.
1: Uh, yeah, so they're gonna go have their uh, they're gonna go have their underground show because rock is rebellious, mm. man. And uh, while they're on the way to the show, Freakula uh, sees one of the bad balls who called her a mophead, which is like
0: mm. the, the, the worst, worst yeah. thing. It's, it's like I thought it was like a, even a racial. Slur. It might yeah. be. She was really
1: really mm. freaked out by it, and so she beats him up in an alleyway. Mm. And she's like, "Well, that'll show." And I'm like, um... He knows who you are. Yeah. This is a <laughs> okay. fascist regime. They're going to come so, uh, and kill you.
0: Unless you murdered him.
1: Yeah. And even then, I'd be worried. Like, you know, just, eh, okay, fine. Pick your battles. You picked interesting battles. Mm-hmm. Um, they go and they have their show. And by the way, the episode begins with them doing Great Balls of Fire with a slightly changed lyrics to affect
0: Mad mm-hmm. Balls. Okay. It's, and it, That's it, got to be an expensive song to license. <laughs> I'm, I, that's probably where a lot of the budget went. And Cree Summer sings the hell out of it. Yeah, she's it's just good. a good. If you want to own that single, fine. No, I mean, listen, that yeah. song. That
1: song slaps. That song is great. But like, and then the other song that they sing. Is uh,
0: uh oh, it's, it's the Beatles song. It's th- hmm. I want to hold your balls. No, it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Leave it in the show. Don't cut it
1: out. <laughs> oh my god, you horrible person. Uh, you make me dizzy, Miss
0: Lizzie. <laughs> okay, that's yes. what it is. It's a Beatles song, mm. which also is not cheap. <laughs> Uh, yeah, especially in the 80s when yeah. you know, the, the the Beatles – when was the Beatles catalog passed? Uh, Michael Jackson bought it at some point, right? Michael Jackson bought it, I think, in the 80s. And the yeah, damn some thing point, was he yeah. got he
1: got the idea from Paul McCartney when they were in Wings together. And Paul mm. McCartney said, you know, it's actually really lucrative if you buy catalogs of songs and then mm. people want to license them. And then they have to go through you. And it's a really good way to make money. So Michael Jackson turned around and bought the Beatles catalog. Yeah, it's like, what? And Paul
0: McCartney <laughs> said, hey, wait. No, no, wait. That's, that's not, not what, what I, I meant. <laughs> Those are mine. (laughs) (laughs) Hell of an anecdote. But just the point is, there was a lot of licensing of that music going around at the time. So the price may have been low. Maybe. So Nelvana Animation, the studio that put this together, the Canadian studio, uh, might have been able to get some of these songs, well, for a song. uh, Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that they they put those songs in there. It didn't seem too out of place. Well, uh, I'm I'm a little surprised they didn't try to author their own original songs. But that's what that's what Barbie and the Rockers
1: did. You would think
0: that would have been a bit more. Of course, I don't remember any of those songs. Yeah, but like you could have sold
1: the album. You could have sold it like this one comes with a with a single cassette. Yeah, one song on each side. You know, Mm. would have been a selling point. But no, didn't bother. Um, they run into, they're, they're, they're raided and there's a funny bit where they all go raid. And I'm Mm. just like, are they cockroaches?
0: Remember the raid cockroaches? They they reference the raid, raid insect spray ads. So they're raided by the fascists. The fascists Mm. chase the mad balls
1: around. The mad Mm. balls run into Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah. It's a slobulous and arg. Uh, they are, turns out that they are building a spaceship to get off of this planet made out of junk. And the Mad Balls are just like, well, let's go. I guess, I, uh, mm-hmm. we, you know, they, they, I assume we'll blow up in, in orbit. But you know, what a way to go. That's dialogue mm-hmm. like I put, I wrote in my head. That's <laughs> I. Did, you know. There's not,
0: not despair on the part of the Mad Balls. It just
1: seems like a real gamble to get in that thing. But they mm-hmm. get in that thing and uh, they escape and they fly around and it turns out they don't know how to fly the thing and they're building parachutes. <laughs> and then they pick up a signal from Earth. And what they pick up is MTV, and they're watching a bunch of punk rock. And they're like, "This this planet is awesome!" And mm. so they land on Earth. They've got punk on Earth. We're gonna go there. They land on Earth, and then we cut down to a bunch of dweebs on Earth. One of whom has a voice of one of the kids from like the Rankin Bass Christmas shows.
0: You know, oh, like the Twas no. the Night
1: Before Christmas. Like I would, I don't know if it's the same actor, but I would swear it is. Mm.
0: Those care, those characters don't matter. At they don't.
1: All. But I just want to set up just how stupid this pilot yeah. this pilot is. We cut down to they are managing a rock concert. Skip and
0: Sandy are the characters' Skip names.
1: and Sandy, they're managing a rock concert, and the biggest band on earth, whose name I couldn't be bothered to remember if you put a gun to my head... Mm. Didn't show up. And they're like, well, they got lost. Okay, well, how far away are they? Turns out they're in Alaska, and they're never coming back. Which is a weird line of dialogue. I'm like, do they just like it there? Were they killed? They got they they a got monster
0: a, movie? What? They got a good gig there. And they're just yeah. staying in a, this yeah. club in Alaska. Yeah, there's a,
1: there's a hotel, and they need a regular act. They pay real well. <laughs> um, so they're like, oh, no. No one's going to play this show. Then the Madballs crash. Crash and, land on stage. And they do a cover. Of great, great Balls of, of Fire. fire yeah.
0: Well, that's their signature tune. So I appreciate that. Ball. However, mm-hmm.
1: I appreciate that there are mad balls on stage and they are singing. If mm-hmm. you're not in the first row, you cannot see them. They're not that big.
0: They're they're they're, they're larger than a human head. Yeah, but they're, they're just a big. human head.
1: If you're in the back row, you can't mm-hmm. tell what the fuck's going on mm-hmm. up there. So all you know, if you're not in the first like half of that theater, mm-hmm. is the biggest band... Like, U2 was going to be here. Mm-hmm. U2 isn't going to show
0: up, and instead... There's a cover band? You get a cover band, and it's a set. U2 doesn't show up, and the Aquabats take the stage. <laughs> like, that's what it's like. It's, like how many... it's not even the Aquabats. People pay to see the Aquabats. Well, that's true. Well, like, the, my point is, like, whatever this band is... You've got a wedding the, band. Yeah. The, that's what you got. The Madballs are this, like, weird, freaky gimmick band that do covers. Okay. Yeah. Like,
1: so they're Alvin and the Chipmunks, but they're Madballs, which yeah, is but they're, fine. They're but freak, like,
0: freaky, spindly monster heads.
1: I guess that could be yeah, a demo, but I, like I don't,
0: I don't care what music they're playing. That's a good shtick.
1: Okay, it's but like, in the back you can't tell, and that's not what you paid tickets for. You don't know you pay you know what you huh. buy your
0: tickets for. Maybe it's a smaller venue than you think. It's, it's not, huge. It's, not it's like the Chase biggest band Stadia, in the world. Oh it's Shade Stadium. All right, they specifically you no. Know, <laughs> <laughs> the Mad Balls played Shea Stadium. Anyway, the fascist
1: balls show up, and mm. they're just like, ah, oh, we're fascists. And the Mad Balls are just like, oh. And then they stop them, I like, mm-hmm. don't remember how, and then they leave.
0: The power of their rock scares them off.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the Mad Balls are on Earth and everything's. I guess mm-hmm. they have managers. I guess that's who Skippy and Nancy <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sid and Nancy Sid- are there to, <laughs> oh, to be God. their managers. S- yes. Yeah, it's, and- the, it's before they hit the bottle. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> they were always on the bottle. I know. Sid and Nancy were never off the bottle.
1: It, this, episode like if, got, this episode of our podcast got dark
0: if <laughs> if they had been like weird punk rockers like if they had landed mm-hmm. if, if they were preempting a cramps show it would yeah. have made a little bit more sense what a- if, if it was Sid and Nancy avatars as sort of their managers that would have made a little more sense these guys are great because they're weird and freaky but Sandy and Dennis were <laughs> were nothing little boring bland characters yeah it's like, remember the human character from Bucky O'Hare? The, you know, the one we didn't need? Yeah. It's, it's the same. Now we have two of them. Yeah. Mm. Thanks.
1: Anyway, the, the episode B- ends Billy there.
0: or Tommy or Zach or whatever his name was. The episode ends there, and presumably mm. it would have been,
1: after that, pretty much just like any other kid show about being in a rock band. Because for some reason in the 80s, everyone thought that's the only fantasy kids had.
0: Being, yeah. it was, it was
1: like, 70s and 80s you were in a rock band or you had no dreams like oh, that was, was the, what they thought.
0: the coolest thing you could be was to be in a rock band i mean
1: it's cool but like a little variety please but mm. anyway they would have gone from show to show they would have done covers every week so they would have fought the bad balls and would space, have introduced new characters no, boom
0: space alien monster heads form rock band is maybe the coolest premise imaginable i wish i just called it that yeah <laughs> Space alien monster heads in a rock band, the show. That sounds like a Richard Elfman movie that everyone would love. Yeah, and if you got someone like Richard Elfman to make the show, like a la Bone Chillers, (laughs) then it would have been fine. Weird, no one would have watched it, but it would have been great. People would remember it fondly. And in if fact, they remembered it at all. Richard Elfman made a movie called Shrunken Heads. Which was not dissimilar from this. Which was about three kids who were murdered by local toughs and a, a voodoo priest who lived in their neighborhood shrunk their heads and they became living, flying, shrunken head superheroes. You know,
1: I've never seen that.
0: It's pretty good. I've heard. <laughs> So, uh, mm. two years after, I'm sorry, one year
1: after that failed, mm.
0: they tried to them, turn them into a Well, franchise. that's, again, that's a stupid premise for the Mad Balls It is,
1: it is. So what happens is they tried, they made a pilot, mm. and, like, a lot of pilots didn't get picked up. And this one, you just, you can see it. Yeah. Like, theoretically, there's nothing terribly different from anything that was on TV at the time, but it just clearly didn't work. Mm-hmm. The humor was weird. The premise mm-hmm. was strained. The characters didn't look right. Like everything about it just is a little off. Mm-hmm. And you can, if they'd gone a series, it wouldn't have shocked you. But also, knowing it didn't makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. One year later, they decide, okay, that
0: didn't work. We're gonna go we, back we, to the drawing board. We can't have a premise to our show because Mad Balls don't. They aren't beholden to that. They're a little no. too. As a toy product, they're too chaotic and to have a story and character. Exactly. So let's embrace the chaos. Mm. And so they end
1: up coming up with Madball's gross jokes. And in this one, the idea of this pilot is... It's Monty Python's Flying Circus now. And in fact, they actually use a lot of the same animation style. If you see, Monty Python's Flying Circus, Terry Gilliam's animation style mm. was he would cut out mm. images of things and he would move them around on sheets of paper. And it just it had a very particular aesthetic. Mm. Uh, they also use some conventional uh, 2D animation as well, but it's about half and half, and they're clearly leaning really hard into Monty Python. Mm. The idea is this, and honestly, not a bad idea. It's in, an, in, a
0: better idea for the Madballs. The,
1: the idea is simple. We don't have a sketch comedy show animated series for kids right now, mm-hmm. and indeed we didn't, and indeed I don't think we still do. <laughs> like oh, we've we had, had sketch, had, com- we had sketch comedy for kids. We were like, you can't do that on television. But you know, hey, Vern, it's Ernest. And well, that was later. But yeah, like and, this. Uh, what, what
0: was the the one on Nickelodeon for like? Was it like All That or something like that?
1: Oh. It was one,
0: one with teens. Uh, there was well,
1: there was the Keenan oh. and Kel had one.
0: Yeah, but before Keenan and Kel had one, I think there, well, there was, was one was, on Nickelodeon. There was, there was, it was you can't do that on television. Show. There was one in the in between. There is my point. Okay, I don't yeah. remember that one. Um, there, there have been a few. There were there were sketch comedy shows
1: for kids, but there really wasn't an animated one. And they're like, okay, well, the Mad Balls are just creatures of chaos, and it doesn't matter what the personalities are, and no one's going to get invested in their narrative. Mm-hmm. So let's just have them tell dumb jokes and be gross. And so they came up with a series of sketches. Most of which involving really bad puns, so I appreciated the effort. <laughs> There's a lot of gross-out humor mm-hmm. as well, and I so appreciated I appreciate, the effort. I, appreciate yeah, the effort. I, I get the gist of it. Problem is, it's not once, not ever, not even remotely funny. You no. liked the opening, the, like title the, the scroll, the opening but that's crawl. It. Yeah,
0: well, because it's it's a good. I like sort of plays on that formality. It's like warning: this show is going to be great, and we're going to flick boogers on you. You know what? Okay, good tone. You're setting the tone perfectly well. Yeah, you're, you're taking something normal and making it weird. Good. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't write funny jokes and Not at they, all. They, they tried to repeat a lot of old jokes. Uh like, like now, old, old, jokes, old Like old old like, yeah, jokes like a, a vaudeville borscht belt level ancient centuries old jokes that, you know, and, ma- made somebody laugh in the 1890s. And I'm actually going to throw something out there.
1: Hmm. I don't mind recycling old jokes for kids. That's how old jokes stay in the vernacular. Yeah. Like if no one ever told mm. how did the chick why did the chicken cross the road? Then in twenty years it would be new again. Like you need to know that's a groaner. Yeah, we need to tell. We need to tell us the old fairy tales. We need to tell the old
0: nursery rhymes. Kids need this as a baseline. Yeah, and, they, and they, I get that. That's fine. That's not the end of the world. Here's the one thing that that gross jokes did kind of right, and it was the laugh in style pace. Mm. They had one joke and then they just cut to the next one. They didn't belabor too many of their bad jokes. They just told a lot of bad jokes. Right. Um, have you you've read joke books for kids. Sure, right? I was a kid. Yeah. That's how I learned jokes. That explains a lot. Screw <laughs> <Through> you. <laughs> Who was I supposed to no, learn them from? No, um, George Carlin? Oh, he wasn't my dad. Lot. Well, I mean, those those joke books though you'll go back and you'll realize that they're actually not funny and i don't think they're really intended to be no what they're doing is teaching kids the way jokes are constructed yes that's exactly what they do here's a setup and we're gonna twist that around to be a play on words uh, and now you understand that's humor there's a pun you know why do witches wear pointy hats to cover their pointy heads Okay, unexpected twist. Which is yeah, you don't think witches have pointy heads. You're only thinking of the hat. You're thinking There's of the actual little...
1: answer to that question, mm. and then they're flipping it mm. so that now
0: you realize that you cannot mm. trust reality when it comes to a joke. Why did they bury the fireman behind the hill? Because he was dead. You know, you're not you're not thinking. <laughs> that, of, those are those are that's the same
1: joke told different ways. That was yeah. basically just let's come well, up with a literal you're, interpretation. You're, su- you're
0: sub- subverting some sort of expectation, and yeah. You're not going to laugh really hard at those jokes. Unless they're delivered exceptionally well, mm. you're not going to be laughing at those jokes because they're not meant to elicit laughter.
1: Well, laughter stems a lot of the times from an unexpected mm. revelation that is appreciable, yeah. that is fun. Yeah. Now, laughter, I, I can laugh when I see someone doing something I didn't know could be done. Like, if I'm watching a cooking show, mm. and I'm like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> oh, well, my God, I want to do that now. Like, Or like when my dad fixed motorcycles and I was impressed. I laughed. Mm. Especially early on when you're just sort of appreciating how jokes function, you laugh because, like, oh, I see now. Mm. I understand how the joke works. Uh. It's like when kids giggle when you do peekaboo. Yeah. Like, where did you go? Oh, you were right there. Oh, I'm, yeah,
0: I'm a, silly I'm, me. Okay. Have, I'm a baby. I have no object permanence here. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. never be fooled again. Where'd you go? where did you
1: go? I don't know where this is really scary. <laughs> You were there the whole time. Mm. Oh, I get it now. Okay, fool me twice. Shame on me. Okay, that's fine. It's okay. Where'd you go? <laughs> I'm nine months old. yeah. but that's exactly right. You're mm. teaching
0: people how jokes mm. work. And I so this this is this serves a function. I get it's that. but the problem is when you're having jokes from that educational standpoint, it's insufferable to watch. So yeah. kids are understanding the beats of humor without getting the actual humor. And by the time you get to an animated series, you're sophisticated enough to have better jokes than this. Yeah,
1: Because so, here's the deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Kids will watch like the first episode of this. by the second episode. They're caught up on how humor works. Yeah. And if they're already caught up on how humor works, which, frankly, a lot of kids will be, it's, mm-hmm. it is mad balls. It is something for. It is something that appeals to at least, like, you know, 10 and 12-year-olds, you know? There's a certain, yeah. you know, there's a certain punk rock element to it. Yeah, a, a, a junior
0: them. high school kid would buy a mad ball without yeah. shame. This show is clearly,
1: the first show was clearly aimed at, like, 7 or 8-year-olds. Mm-hmm. This one seems more like 5 or 6-year-olds. Like, there's a few reversal gags. There's a funny bit where turns out hornhead hasn't had anything to do yet mm. so he insists on getting a monologue and mm. so they said okay here's your big musical number wait wait i can't sing yeah he gets the wrong musical number or the wrong type of act he wants. there's a sketch there oh Mm. That's as far as I'll go. But there is a sketch there. There's That's a, a duck amuck sketch. That's a, yeah. the my reality is dictated by the animator mm. or the announcer, and I have to go with whatever I'm given because mm. I, myself, am nothing more than a cog in the entertainment machine. <laughs> There's a joke there. Yeah. I, I say, they also do the you can't do that on television bit where they're all at a restaurant and everything is gross.
0: Yeah, and and I've I've if you tell f- bad food jokes are always hilarious to me. <laughs> I've always maybe because I was raised reading Garfield. I want to try food. something
1: I haven't tried in a while with you. Oh dear, mm. Lunchable. Oh god, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I discovered this a long time ago. Mm.
0: You cannot say that word without oh, making god. Whitney giggle. Look, look, Lunchable is like a strange quality for food to have. <laughs> And the idea of something being lunchable makes me giggle. Like, what is its lunchability quotient? It's a little odd. And we don't have that with our meals. We don't talk about the breakfast ability of things. Lunchables is such a strange concept to me. It's not making you laugh at the word and, lunchable. And so, yeah, gro- gross food humor kind of makes me giggle. I like gross food humor. It's just something I'm into. And... I feel like nothing will be beat by a particular mystery science theater gag mm, where uh, it was during uh, It Conquered the World, and they're kind of riffing on one of the scenes, oh. and they just start insulting the meal because it's so bad. Well, they're, what they're
1: doing is they're having a passive-aggressive 1950s dinner where everything yeah. looks like it's fine, but actually everyone hates each other, right. and it's
0: really yeah, amusingly it's like, written. You know, in the in the middle of dinner, my meatloaf got up and beat the hell out of my coffee, and my coffee was too weak to defend itself. <laughs> like, that's, funny, that's funny jokes. And yeah. I can see what they're reaching for, so it's like they were—they came really close with these really scattershot food jokes in the middle mm-hmm. of this diner. It feels like something that, uh, like, the state might have done. Just the state would have done it a little bit off center. Mm-hmm.
1: The state would have they, found the joke.
0: They were so Not the puns, yeah. the Joke, and the, that there's no punchline to this. That they're just saying like a lot of, "Hey, I'm eating junk food, and it's like old tires." Mm-hmm. I get it. It's junk. I get. Uh, yeah. Can you get to the punchline, please? That was the punchline. I know, and it made me sad. <laughs> I know. You make me sad. Like, like come, Patsy. It's like, and because so I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. You're gonna say something funny, some food pun that's actually gonna make me laugh, aren't you? Oh, you're not. I hate you now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that they were facing in a direction I like, and that they then they let me down. Just made me hate it all the more. I know. I'm sorry, buddy. I blame myself. You couldn't even say the word lunchable. I can't blame you. This one
1: was once again your idea. You were vetoed from recommending cartoons for a while. I know. Okay? I get like two <laughs> cartoons in a row. Two cartoons in a row are uh, mine f- or an yeah. audience's, but uh. like they're, you don't get to pick for a bit. Because the last couple... This isn't as painful mm. as Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids, but let me tell you why. Because there's, there's only two of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could have handled two episodes of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Well, and, it and the, it's two Mad Balls, and they're different Mad Balls. Very they're, different. They're both very bad. Mostly the same voice cast. Chris yeah. Summer doesn't come back for the for the second one, Such but she for, sounds like, very similar. Know, Clearly, they were attached no. to the overall mm. portrayal of these characters.
0: Yeah. Uh, neither of these was canceled too soon. I don't want to see oh, either God, of these no. taken on. However. In the 2010s, like maybe two or three years ago, Madballs was revived again. Yeah, in 2017. 2017. Yeah. And in maybe the best possible form. Okay. Still not that good. I watched some. And they took they went with the sketch comedy format again. But now it's five-minute YouTube videos. There you That's go. That's all you need. And the characters are a little bit more clearly defined. They redesigned the Madballs. Actually re-released the toy as well to fit these new designs. In a a disturbing new design trend, they no longer have pupils. They have little Xs, so they all look like they're dead. Mm. Okay, I'm with you. And yeah, the character's a little bit more clearly designed. Hornhead is a little bit more of a brute. Um, uh, Dust Brain also has like a a secondary personality in the the form of a talking brain that lives inside its head. Gross. And it's always trying to take over the world. Um, Yeah, they, they each have like more like a better voice cast as well. They're a little a bit more distinguishable and Are they they're lunchable they're, and they're, <laughs> they're in and out and yes. like they're in and out in five minutes. They have uh, <laughs> sketches where they like superimpose impose the mad balls on like film segments. It's like human characters gesticulating, but now they're dubbing over with the Madball heads. Right. Kind of a cute idea. It's not all that funny, but you know, if I were eight, I would have loved it. And, uh, and it's sh- the best version of mad balls, gross jokes. Fair like enough. Like, it's the best we could have hoped for.
1: And Mad Balls indeed did come back. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get Mad Balls yeah, now, yeah. like new Mad Balls, and they look really great. The they're whole... still a fun toy.
0: Yeah. And As a toy, they're great. They've introduced the whole blind bag notion, which mm-hmm. is like a big toy trend. It's been around for mm-hmm. a decade now or
1: oh, yeah, you... longer than that. Where uh, you you buy it, but you don't know which one you're getting, yeah. which is a really great way to sell you the same toy multiple times by accident and have yep. it be kind of part of the fun. Mm-hmm. What I loved, though, was that when they started doing this in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. they started doing this, it was really popular comic book stores. They so like little tiny superhero statues. Yeah, and uh, it was like it was like trading cards, but now it's toys. But the idea was they would show you like there be a there be boxes on the side so you'd know like okay here's Superman, here's Batman, Screenland or whatever, and you'd know that you could check off which ones you've already gotten. Mm-hmm. In California, and I think other places as well, that was considered gambling, so they mm-hmm. had to mark off which one was in there. Oh,
0: uh, okay. So it was
1: it really saved me a well, lot of money? Yeah, I'm not not, Listen, the whole like, oh, it's fun. Like, I do not have the disposable income. I just Mm. want Batman.
0: Well, for a while there, and this is why there was always that like stick of really horrible cardboard flavored gum in baseball cards. That's what you were buying. You were buying bubble gum and the cards were free. Yeah. That's the way they could get around the gambling stipulation, because people were collecting baseball cards, there was a rarity that the the people making the baseball cards didn't even intend. Yeah. They, like they, they, they just printed whatever they had, and they didn't realize later until there was a secondary collector's market. Yeah, that people actually yeah, wanted yeah. to get all of them, so like they, the whole they, team or whatever. Then yeah. they started manufacturing the rarity, and people were collecting baseball cards as an investment, because all of a sudden, one of the cards inside might be worth more than the money you're putting in.
1: Exactly.
0: So... They had to start taking the curse off of it by incorporating bubble gum into the baseball cards. Nobody liked that bubble gum. Bubble gum sucks. It, it was you, you bit it and it cut your mouth because it was it shattered in your mouth. Mm-hmm. If, if you chewed those shards long enough, it turned into gum, and then the gum turned into liquid within an hour. It was the worst possible gum. I called it crunchy frog. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all the money back. Yeah, I have no idea what chemical it was, but I put it in my system, and it's going to kill me in, in a couple <laughs> years. <laughs>
1: Another head is yeah. going out of if, your if neck If I ever
0: right mutate, now. it's because I chewed bubblegum that came in a baseball <laughs> card pack. Uh, yeah, when the toys came out, they couldn't really take the curse off of that anymore. No. But uh, but again, mm. Mad Balls
1: is still fun. I still have fond memories of my Mad Balls. If I had Mad Balls, I'd appreciate it now. We have t-shirts of us as Mad Balls. Yeah. Long before we even thought of doing this episode, they were designed by my insanely talented partner, Michelle. Mm. <laughs> uh, M. Lopez da Silva. You can find her on Twitter, underscore M. Lopez de Silva. Um, and you can buy those shirts right now on TeePublic if you oh, want yeah, to look us up.
0: There's one of you, there's one of me, and there's one of the two of us. Yep. And they look great. Mm-hmm. I love being a Mad Ball. Uh, but, Do you remember your, your Mad Ball name? Oh, what was it? We, we yeah. named ourselves. Yeah, you're, you're something Blabiani, I think. Oh,
1: yeah, William Blabiani.
0: Just William Blabiani? Yeah, I think it
1: was, it was it Blabiani?
0: Guliam Blabiani. Something like that. And I was spitney Slime Mold. That was a, you yeah. had a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, I don't think I Mm had a good one. It was definitely Blabiani. I remember that. But but you can buy our Us as gross mad balls, because they did influence a lot of the way we thought, I think.
1: (laughs) I just realized Michelle's actually currently wearing (laughs) the shirt, and I look amazing,
0: Uh, and I love it. I'm drooling, and I'm weird. Come over to the mic. Show our listeners. (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh wait, there's no visual aspect to this show. <laughs> no, yeah, you can go to T Public and get T-shirts of us as Mad Balls yeah. because we were gr- we were kids in in the mid '80s, sure. And the the notion of the gross toy and that sort of subversive humor it, it certainly affected the way I viewed a lot of entertainment it, I was fun. growing up with. It was fun. It turned mm. something that you know only kids find funny farts. Mm. Fart, toilets. Farts and boogers and yeah, yeah. grossing out your parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just, it let you know, like, it's harmless fun, and it is mm-hmm. harmless. At least it should be. It, it's harmless fun, and at the same time, it's a way to get under your parents' skin. Mm-hmm. Because like, uh, only,
1: you can only get away with this because you're yeah. fine. By it's the way, like, that is not your fire alarm going off. That is our toaster oven going off. Yeah. <laughs> we made waffles. You can have some. Mm-hmm. But you got to get over here in the next five minutes. Are they
0: booger waffles?
1: No, they aren't booger waffles. Are the booger waffles with pus on top. They're not booger waffles waffles with pus on top. Nice. The regular old waffles with pus on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. So that is it for the Mad Balls, And I agree with you, these were not no, cancelled too I don't soon. These, these are terrible, me. and I don't recommend mm. you seek them out. But what a perfect ending to our latest season <laughs> of Cancelled Too Soon. We end with crap! Huge crap! Spherical crap floating around. That's the, that's the raison d'etre of Cancelled Too Soon. Um, so uh, that is it for us. We'll be back in about a week, week and a half, uh, with a new episode, which will be our year-end awards. We're going to highlight the best shows we saw, the worst shows, the weird surprise appearances from actors who wouldn't be big for another 20 years, <laughs> uh, our favorite uh, uh, theme songs, and We're going to play them for you. That's going to be a lot of fun. And again, go to our Patreon. You get to sign up, even at the $1 tier. As long as you're signed up, you're in. You can vote for your favorite episode of canceled too soon and again there are four awesome prizes that you're going to be able to win we're going to pick them at random we're going to let Luca do it provided he behaves woo-hoo. thank you <laughs> that was luca that was luca doing that woohoo
0: luca speaks human now
1: uh, <laughs> um and we're really excited to see what you're what you're going to put together and the uh, next season hmm. on canceled too soon we're gonna have uh some new patreon stuff available for you check around the tears might be shifting a little bit it's okay if you need to switch around we don't blame you and coming up in may the long-awaited chris carter month <laughs> oh yeah yeah, everyone. Everyone knows the X Files. He also made a lot of crap that didn't fly. Yeah, unlike these Mad Balls, which are literally flying crap. So uh,
0: they're not literally flying crap. They're yeah, they have spindly. Bo- they have spindly bodies. They don't even fly. I know it sucks until the YouTube show. then the Until film. YouTube, that's mm. fine. I
1: digress Anyway thank you everybody For listening to Canceled Too Soon We're on Patreon Patreon.com Slash Canceled Too Soon Canceled is spelled With one L We got a lot of Exclusive bonus content On there And more to come We have other Podcasts as well Uh, There's Critically Acclaimed We review new Release movies And talk about The big pressing issues Of the The film world
0: Entertainment day
1: Uh, We also have The Two Shot where We review one of the Best and one of the Worst movies ever made Together at the same time To sort of show How there really isn't That much difference If you think about it Uh, You can find me on Twitter. I am at William Bibiani. I'm at Whitney Seibold. Uh, The show is at Cancelled Cast, and our other shows are at Critic Acclaim. So come on down, enjoy. We have a Facebook page as well uh, for Critically Acclaimed and Cancelled Too Soon. It's easy enough to find. And uh, that is a wrap. We'll see you at our awards show.